I like drinking beer and I like talking hockey when I get to do both. I feel pretty lucky. Oh, let's get pucked up. All right, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Pucked Up. I am your host, Robin Coymans, and I am joined today by two wonderful co-host extraordinaires. Um, one actually with me in person, so Omicron variant be damned. Um, we've got Scott Dowler in the house. Uh, before I get to him, I should mention that I am drinking NWT Brewing Co. Sucker Punch Sour. Um, my friend Keith left behind a can, and I am going to enjoy it tonight. And I feel like it's pretty apt because we're going to get kind of, well, we're going to talk about a few physical and metaphorical sucker punches that have happened in the last few days in the NHL. Um, but yeah, Scott, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the invite to come back on the podcast after a long, long time away here, <laughs> crying into my pillow about the Canucks. Um, but yeah, I'm drinking a ragged pine pale ale from NWT Brewing. Well, the good news is you won't have to cry into your pillow too much longer if uh, if Bruce has his way, which we will get to shortly. But first, I need to introduce my other co-host, which is uh, all the way from Winnipeg, Ontario, showing off his beautiful torque blonde to match. Well, he used to match his his blonde locks, which are pretty much gone at this point. Uh, Wyatt Danowski, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for the invite as well. Uh, right. First time caller long time listener so <laughs> um great to be on the pod again uh yeah i'm drinking a torque blonde it says it pairs with whatever you're doing so that qual- this qualifies it sounds uh, lazy as hell on their part <laughs> um so yeah it looks looks good and let's uh let's get into it yeah so uh get into it we shall so the first thing i want to get into is scott's beloved canucks finally finally did it they did what we've all been waiting for we don't have to make fun of uh scott for jim benning being employed by the canucks anymore we don't have well, to still being paid by them okay so we can still make fun <laughs> of scott for, for jim benning being paid by the canucks um we don't have to talk about travis green being a lame duck coach anymore he was finally put out of his misery thank god um i think we should probably probably just let Scott take the mic though, because this is his team. I want to know how you're feeling now that, uh, why, what was the terminology that you used for December 5th? What day, what, what day is that going to be known as now for Canucks fans? The Jimbo green emancipation day. Remember, remember the 5th of December. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, and I'm, and unlike Guy Fox, who unsuccessfully blew up the parliament <laughs> on the 5th of November, Francesco Aquilini successfully blew up the Vancouver Canucks. So there's a segue there for you, Scott. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. Yeah, I, I heard that. That was awesome, that chant from day one. I am fully on board with the Bruce Boudreaux era. Uh, but how do you feel? Um, I feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, something had to happen. It was pretty painful to watch. Well, they did their secret coaching search in the background. Um, yeah, I think Bruce Bruce Boudreaux was um, one of their candidates four years ago too when they hired Green. So, or at least some point in the past, they've definitely talked about hiring him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy with it. I, uh, I, yes, he's had a winning record, but 
he's never won anything in the playoffs, so it fits with the Canucks. Yeah, but I mean, like, at this point, if you can just get a coach, get them into the playoffs, that's such a huge win based on how the season has started that I think Bruce is the right hire in this situation. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've been listening to his bona fides for the last few days over various other hockey podcasts where they've mentioned he's the second winningest interval, second best winning percentage amongst coaches all time behind only Scotty Bowman. So that's something to hang your hat on. You mean like hang your hat on Ovechkin's head like Bruce did for that? Yeah, record? basically. Or like okay. Scott Niedermeyer and Chris Pronger. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, actually, was that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. He, no, no, he was later. Um, so not Scott Niedermeyer and Chris Pronger, but Ryan Getzlaff and Corey Perry, at least. Um, and then to a very much lesser extent, uh, whoever the Wild had when he was the coach of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Bruce can do with uh, with this, this bunch of bums on the Canucks roster. But in all fairness, like when you look at that depth chart, which we did at the beginning of the year, they have some talent on the roster. They should be doing much better than they have been doing. Um, they're still a very flawed team. Don't yep. get me wrong, but there's enough talent there that they could do some damage. So, Wyatt, um, what do you think about this uh, sacking of Jim Benning and Travis Green and the subsequent hiring of Bruce Boudreaux? Oh, I guess like it took long enough. <laughs> like, holy, like I thought it was never going to happen. Like every day was like, oh, is this going to be the day where they're going to fire both of them? Is this going to be the day that they're going to fire both of them? And it was just like almost torturous. Just like, you know, what's going to happen. Everyone's booing. And all it took was a jersey being thrown on the ice. So uh, take note, Leafs fans. Uh, so hey, we've, uh, we've done that several times. It's <laughs> Let me know when they're throwing waffles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know. It was like Jim Benning, I think, went all in on like Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland and to save his job. And that's not the greatest duo you want to have to like save your job. So, uh, I guess, wait, wasn't he, wasn't the, weren't the Canucks in last in their division at the time that he got fired? Um, the, the Benning and Travis Green got fired. Yeah. Yeah. I think they still are in last. Like yeah. they've got a pretty big hole to dig out of for, uh, for not being in last in that division. So right now, actually it's not as big as I thought Seattle's right there. But uh, <laughs> So right now they're tied with Seattle at 20 points, but they've got one more game played than Seattle. Yeah. So like, I don't know, you got to, you got to get rid of Jimbo. Like how many years has it been? Eight years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, my goodness. Like uh, that's too long. And like green, I think just bag skates people. And it seems that like PD was like actively trying to get him fired by like not playing, like pulling like a Dubois a little bit, just like, you know, not really trying at all, but now PD actually like is playing for the coach. So clearly uh, green was not re- well received by the players. And I guess they just got tired of him. But good for the Canucks. Like, it got pretty sad for a while. So now there's some, like, some actual positivity in Canucks land. Yeah. Um, Scott, did you watch any of that first game under Bruce Boudreaux by chance? Uh, I tried, but it's blacked out in our region. So oh. I just <laughs> cried into my pillow instead. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the NHL growing the game. I should have streamed it, but that's illegal. And I don't do illegal things. <laughs> 
he says while he commits <laughs> commits an act of arson right now. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Canucks obviously needed to, to axe Jim Benning like five years ago. Um, this is he's he's long been just like the worst GM. <laughs> maybe not maybe not the worst GM, but he's been probably like bottom five for the last like five or six years, I'd say, in the NHL. Um, yeah, it's uh, we don't need to go over all of his hits and misses again. I feel like we've done that many a time, especially when Scott's been around. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, whoever they hire in his place, I'm sure will do a better job. They have to. And the problem is, though, they're left with, a pretty big mess on the, against the salary cap in terms of like, if you go to their cap friendly page, pretty much every player is signed past this year. That's on the roster right now. Um, so that's a mess. That's going to be hard to clean up. They're going to have to be creative. Um, so Scott, have you looked at cap friendly recently for the Canucks? I mean, I looked at it at the start of the year and it yeah. was messy and it hasn't changed. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I heard a rumor that they were looking at Jim Rutherford. So if they do that, that really sucks. And yeah, that's probably going to burn my jersey. But, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully they don't do that. Speak of someone who's like impatient and makes trades just to <laughs> yeah. save his job. Um, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, he had some success in Carolina and in Pittsburgh. So kudos to him. He won three cups. Like that's nothing to, to shake a fist at or whatever. But he also is just known for making like just off the cuff decisions like, like that basically. And right now I think they need someone who's a little more methodical than that. Yeah, I agree. The one thing I find really weird about all this that you don't see very often is hiring a coach without a GM in place. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the old adage seems to go that uh, GM usually gets to make two coaching hires during their time as GM. So does this mean like Bruce Boudreau doesn't count as one of the two <laughs> coaching hires for whoever the GM is? So that means they're going to get like probably conservatively another eight years like Jim Benning got. Well, and like who hired him? Was it Jim Benning? And then they're like, haha, sucker, you're gone. Yeah. Like when I was reading the, the news coming in on Sunday, when it was like Travis Green is gone, I didn't see Jim Benning till actually Monday morning. So I was like, how the hell did they give Jim Benning the power to make a, a coaching change? I don't understand this. <laughs> And evidently they didn't, but they didn't fire him till like later that day. So yeah, who did it? Like maybe it was the Sedins. Who I th- knows? I think it might have been Stan Smeal. That's I've heard a lot of Stan Smeal name. Yeah, he was he's right there on TV oh, as geez. we speak. Oh, what a mug. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a Stan Smeal. <laughs> um that's yeah. legend. Canucks legend, yeah. How I, I honestly had not really even, I, I know like I, I feel like I know a decent amount about hockey and hockey stats and I barely had heard of Stan Smeal before <laughs> this like week basically because he's a grinder yeah. he's like a Trevor Linden light and Trevor Linden was you know he was okay in his prime but yeah not a star he threw up like an 80 point season or two Trevor Linden at least I don't know if Stan Smeal did that I'll have to look into it I don't think so yeah <laughs> But he tried hard, apparently. Yeah. That's even, what they want the Canucks to Even be. if he played during, like, the 70s and 80s, which I'm assuming, looking at his his face. Because <laughs> it probably got Don't punched assume. a lot. He <laughs> um, does have a very crooked nose. Yeah, that nose has seen, like, makes Owen Wilson's nose look decent. Um, so, yeah. You think Frank, you think Frank hired, hired uh, Boudreaux? I, I guess so. Like, yeah either frank or this guy but 
Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Sedin twins hired <laughs> Bruce Boudreau. It would have been funny though, or it would be funny if that emerges though. And it would also be very funny if they became like the first dual twin GM <laughs> in NHL history. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I guess maybe to wrap things up, I want to put out predictions here for how the Canucks will do under Bruce Boudreau for the rest of the year. So um, I actually don't mind leading off this one. The last podcast we had, we were trying to pick our teams to like insert themselves into the playoffs by kicking one or two teams out from each conference, basically, because it was that time of the season where usually about 75 to 80% of the teams are locked in. And I said Nashville reluctantly as my eighth team in the West last week, which uh, I didn't feel great about, but I just didn't see anyone that inspired enough confidence. But now I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say under Bruce, the Canucks nab that eighth playoff spot and kick Nashville out. 57 and 0, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if I'm just being uh, too much of a Bruce fan, but uh, I don't know. Scott, how do you feel? What do you think is going to happen with the Canucks? They're going all the way. This is 2019 <laughs> all over again. They're going to win the cup. Oh, yes, 2019, the year we all remember the Canucks <laughs> etching their names onto Stanley's cup. So, um, I, like, they what did they finish, like, eighth or something? <laughs> or yeah, they made know. it to the final eight? Was that even? No, that was 2020. I'm making a St. Louis comparison. Oh, though. I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was thinking of the bubble. That was 2020. I can't even remember my years. But uh, Bubble Demko, he's coming back. Okay, there we go. That that ties in better. Um, Wyatt, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think they're gonna go. They're gonna go on a little bit of a run, um, but I don't know if they're. That I think in true Canucks fashion, they're gonna give the fan base so much hope that they're gonna make the playoffs and then miss it by one point, <laughs> and and then have the Canucks fans crying to their pillows when they realize what could have been if they just fired them sooner (laughs) oh yeah i totally agree i can't believe they waited so long yeah Yeah, like so again i think we'll bite them in the ass that would be yeah that would be hilarious if they missed by one point just because they let this drag on for like three weeks longer than everyone else expected them to yeah didn't they lose like three games in a row like seven two like they were just getting just shellacked (laughs) yep something like that it was really you don't make you don't make a move like okay cool but they do this weird thing in Canuckland where they have to have a coach ready for when they want to fire their coach i don't understand mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're, so they're not comfortable having the interim tag on someone i guess yeah huh. seems weird they've done that every time um the one stat that really has stood out to me as the canucks really fucking blow goats in january at minus 52 with wind chill <laughs> is that their penalty kill was 67% or something like worst in NHL history. And when, it, when I hear that number, I'm like, that reminds me of math tests, not like a penalty kill percentage yeah. that anyone should ever see. I, yeah, I don't understand that. And their power play at the same time was pretty awful as well. So really, if they could just fix the special teams, this team should be like a, above Five, NHL 500, no problem, I think. You would think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if Bruce can do that because usually it's like the assistant coaches that deal with the special teams, I think, for the most part. But, um, hey, at least his optimism is like rubbing people the right way so far. 
67%, if you want to look at it like goals, is one or two goals a game. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's hard to win games in the NHL <laughs> when you're giving up that many power play goals, for sure. Um, so we'll move on from one team that's had its run of futility to another one that just acts their coach. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers have fired a former Vancouver Canucks coach, Alain <laughs> Vigneault. Um, well overdue. If you know me and this podcast, you know that I've been calling for Vigneault to get fired since like last year. I don't know why I just hate this coach. And I always see him have like a good first season, then immediate downward trajectory. Um, yeah. So the, the flyers though are putting my theory to the test because they have not looked good in the two games since they fired Vigneault. Maybe he wasn't actually the problem. I don't know. Or maybe they just need a bit of time to, to hit the reset button. So as we speak right now, they are on a 10-game, I think maybe 11-game losing streak as of tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think 0-9-2 and two in their last 11. Just got shut out by the New Jersey Devils of all teams. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're in rough shape. Uh, did you? So Wyatt, do you think the Alain Vigneault firing was... Uh, was warranted was it too early too late what do you think yeah i figured he'd i think uh the canucks hired boudreaux so he wouldn't go to philly as well <laughs> so i think they like snagged me like oh man i we even as a franchise we know that Vino won't last the year so if once he gets fired they're gonna hire bruce so we better get him right now so yeah i think it's pretty pretty good i would i would get rid of Vino. i don't think he's a very good coach and uh yeah like again it just seemed like last year was like all carter hart's hart's problem uh and this year it just seems like it's just not getting it's just not going well for them so i don't know what's going on with the flyers they should be better um but i don't know they just continually to disappoint and they're pretty they pretty much underachieve every year that i like try to follow them yeah um so so they've got I had to look this up. I couldn't remember, honestly. But Mike Yo is their interim coach now. Um, yeah. Do you do you think he sticks around for a while, or do you think they go hunting for bigger game like John Tortorella or someone like that, or Mike Mabcock? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that team needs right now. <laughs> after after the players all complained of how much of an asshole and Vino was, I think it's time to put Mike Babcock in the room with them. Did they actually say yeah, that? Yeah, they had all these exit interviews from last year where they like shat on Alain Vino and his like coaching style and how much of an ass he was. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. He'll, he'll fix that when, when Vino takes Travis, or no, when uh, Babcock takes Travis Konechny and says, rank the worst attitude on the team. <laughs> and why is and why is it Claude Giroux? <laughs> <laughs> Technia, yeah, he's definitely the like the poor man's Mitch Marner proxy. Um, yeah, how do you feel, Scott, as someone whose team was once co- coached by Alain Vigneault? Do you think this uh, <laughs> this is justified? I know you actually don't mind Vigneault as much because you saw some success under him and with the Canucks. Yeah, I mean Vigneault was the coach that did nothing for Vancouver in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i always found he was good but I, again like all i can say is i think he did get out coached when he was a coach of the canucks in the final there 
Um, I don't follow the Flyers closely, but if that's what exit interviews were saying, it's surprising, you know, that they wanted to do another go around. So, yeah, what I heard was that basically they're paying Vigneault $5 million a year for another three years. So I think <laughs> that they decided based on the current economic situation around the world and yada, 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 um, they didn't want to be paying $15 million to this guy to not coach the team. So they wanted to give him one last kick at the can and give him the roster that he asked for. And so they did that and he still couldn't coach the team very well. So ultimately they're paying the price now. Um, yeah. Do you guys, do you ever wonder like how the dynamic of a head coach versus assistant coaches and like who is actually calling what shots and, you know, is maybe the head coach more of the motivator and the general like tactician, whereas the assistant coaches are the ones who are metaphorically are actually pulling the strings on the things that you need them to kind of look at in more detail. For sure. And I always wonder about like, just, I don't know, like the, the power struggle and balance between them because of like how much more a head coach gets paid too. So imagine you're an assistant coach making like, let's say like 400,000 a year or something like that. I'm guessing um and you're behind the bench with a guy like Alain Vigneault making five million a year and you feel like you're basically responsible for like the same number of things as Alain Vigneault um that's got to suck not gonna lie I know that you're like I'd have to pay my dues I'll get a head coaching job potentially by being an assistant coach just have to pay my dues first but it's still it's gotta gotta be kind of rough um yeah I don't know what do you think Wyatt I thought the assistant coaches were like the nice guys who were like would take players by like the hand and be like, Oh, it's not that bad. He's the coach is just an asshole, but like, I believe in you. And like, they have like a more personal relationship than the coach does because the coach just like barks out orders and like rides people. And they have that like distance from the players. But I think the assistant coaches are like more personal. Yeah, I could see that. I think they're also the ones who are like running the power play or running the penalty kill or doing the defensive structure or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So they get some of the like, I don't know if they're, I don't know if it's right to say those are the more boring gigs or like jobs that you have to do as an NHL coach, but just listening to you, I was like starting to get a bit bored listening. So um. <laughs> <laughs> have another one. <laughs> Watch out. There might be another sucker punch coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I, I think the yeah, maybe they get some of the like less. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, folks, my voice trailed off a little bit there as Scott's fist met the side of my head. But uh, I think they probably get some of the, the less glamorous jobs. Um, yeah, they get tossed the the shitty end of the stick sometimes. But um, I, I have some I have some fun stats. I guess so. For speaking of assistant coaches, the you said the Vancouver Canucks had the worst. Penalty kill? Well, the Jets have the second worst penalty kill, and no one's getting fired there. I think they're at like 69%. Nice. Like, nice. So, <laughs> so like, bad. And, uh, and like everyone's job is safe, apparently. And then uh, also Bruce Boudreaux has a great winning percentage, but does he have the league leader in all-time losses of any active or retired head coach? So just any coach? <laughs> any coach in the yeah. world no paul no. paul the the golden child maurice does <laughs> yeah the most losses of all time 
didn't he coach some pretty bad Carolina teams and pretty bad like Toronto teams too? Like poor yeah. bastard. Yeah, what he what work his way up for sure? What era was that when he when he coached the Leafs? Um, I want to say it was like I would guess around like 2008 to maybe like 2012 or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Like talk about going through some diversity. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I would say like. I, I predicted that they were going to probably fire Green first this year, and Vino would be a close second. But who's going to be third? Actually, no, Quinville was first. Never mind. So yeah, that, but that was like an extenuating circumstance. Yeah. Like we, I guess we could have maybe predicted that that was going to end pretty badly. But going yeah. into the season, I don't think we realized the, the like extreme detail and uh, mm-hmm. culpability of all the people involved. So. Yeah, I think, like, in terms of poor performance, um, it goes green first, then Vino shortly after. So by those metrics, yeah, who's the third um, non-complete piece of shit Blackhawks-affiliated person that's going to (laughs) get fired as a coach this year? Dominic Ducharme. Dominic Ducharme, yeah. So that's an interesting call. Um, Yeah. I think they probably need a GM before they can fire the coach, but <laughs> Not I don't know. it's been done before. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence, Travis Green. <laughs> Br- bring in Stan Smeal. <laughs> <laughs> so I like and they do have Jeff Gordon who has definitely the ability to, to fire Dominic Ducharme, I think. So I yeah. kind of wonder if the Canadians hired Gordon because the Canucks were sniffing around there. Yeah, me too. Like I think Gordon is obviously a guy who would make a lot of sense if you're looking for a GM, especially if you're not a French speaking market. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah. Reeked of like desperation, knowing that the dominoes are going to fall in Vancouver and just Aquilini was too slow. Um, Yeah. I I could see that for sure. Cause Gordon should be a GM in this league. Like he has a good track record in in my opinion. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so who's the next coach to go? So we have Ducharme. Wyatt, what do you think? Uh, Craig Berube. Really? Even though yeah, the, I, the Blues are, like, doing pretty well in the standings? He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know who else would. I don't know. Probably Berube comes to mind. Yeah. Um, Every other team is like, they're just bad. So like they're they're bad and they're expected to be bad or they're surprisingly good or they're just where they should be or they're very, or you're Barry trots (laughs) and you're infallible. So you're not going to get fired. Did you know that Lindy Ruff coaches the devils? I didn't know he was working again. (laughs) That was shocking. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know that either. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that weird? He's uh, head coach again. I was actually going to ask who was coaching them. <laughs> I was just looking at that going, huh. He's been coaching them for like a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> um, but, uh, I, who? Oh, there was someone else I was going to say. So before I... you say it, I'll get in with my pick. Uh, DJ Smith in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Ottawa was – by some not expected to be doing great, but yeah, only, Oh yeah. Need I leave? Need, need I go back to this? Well, but this is supposed to be year one of the unparalleled success. Exactly. Um, so 
Yeah, let's look at their record. <laughs> Seven, sixteen, and one doesn't sound like it's going to cut it. <laughs> Maybe if they had someone who could stop the puck. Yeah, this is true. Um, not that Matt Murray needs to have any more uh, scapegoating. Apparently, <laughs> tossed in his direction, which I think was kind of bullshit because he he has been playing terribly. Um, and I guess, and I guess like it's not entirely on him. It's a bad team, but like he's been really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do need someone to stop the puck. Um, Philip Gustafson looked like he could have been that guy for like five games, but then stopped. Um, <laughs> Anton Forsberg has been that guy one or two games out of every seven, I would say. <laughs> so yeah, they're in rough shape. Um, but that's what gets coaches fired in the league is bad goaltending. I don't know. Maybe it's bad defense. Yeah. So we're looking at their uh, daily faceoff lineup. We got still top pairing defenseman Nikita Zaitsev somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thomas Shabbat playing half the game at minimum these days, basically, yeah. uh, because the rest of their D is Nick Holden, Artem Zub, Victor Mete, and Lassie Thompson. Mm-hmm. Somehow Eric Brandstrom is not making the, the cut right now. Yeah. <laughs> it just blows my mind. Um, <laughs> it's like, obviously he's in the doghouse, but you'd still want to like, oh, oh is he injured? He's injured. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot uh, Rick Bonus. That's another one. Yeah, he was very fireable for a while there until they went on like a six-game winning streak. So mm. I feel like he's safe for now. But like I could see the seat getting hotter if they start losing again, mm-hmm. um, especially with the whole Riley Tufty thing, how that went and the ugliness of that. Mm. Um, yeah, so there you have it. We gone round the horn with our coach firings. Let's move on to something a little more uh, upbeat: the Jets and Leafs game. So. <laughs> So as I'm sure many of you saw, that game got quickly out of hand. Um, yeah, Wyatt, from your perspective, your team won. How did that? How did watching that game feel to you? Uh, it was like it escalated. Like to quote Anchorman, like boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Like it really, got, really got out of hand there. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jason Spezza was holding a trident. Yeah, he, like, he's got to lay low for a while. You almost you murdered somebody. <laughs> So, yeah, do you know like a safe house or anything, Jason? <laughs> but I, would, I, I would say I think the refs mismanaged it, and this happened actually ne- the next uh, Jets game where uh, Ian Cole like knee on knee Mark Shifley, and then he got like five in a game, and that's I think if they just uh, for Pionk if they just gave him five in a game for that knee on knee on San Sandine, that nothing would have happened. Yeah, but I think that that missed call kind of made everyone just like. Ig- like I've never seen Wayne Simmons that angry and like had, he had no business playing hockey that game. It was just like, <laughs> who can I beat up? Yeah. Next? Every single time he was on the ice, he was just like putting his bare hand in people's faces <laughs> and trying to punch them as much as he could. Um, <laughs> Remember when he was actually good? Yeah. <laughs> on Buffalo. <laughs> wild to think of these days. It's also wild to think of the fact that he's only like 33 or something. He feels like he's like 40. Like he's been around a long time and he's pretty slow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that game got really out of hand and I agree totally with you. If the refs just did the job and kicked out uh, Pionk when he had that knee on knee, which was like a pretty brutal knee on knee, then we probably, we probably would have gotten some fights, but I don't think we would have gotten Spezza trying to take Pionk's head off, obviously, because Pionk wouldn't have been there. Um, Yeah. And that's, 
It's a really uncharacteristic play from Spezza. It's very strange. Like he definitely deserves the six games and he's apparently appealing it for some reason, but, um, but yeah, very strange to see him like not slow, slow his skate down when he saw Pionk was like, Pionk was lying. Like, like he'd, he'd been falling down for a good, like two seconds before Spezza got there. It feels like, um, so that was a really ugly play. It reminded me of the the knee into Tavares's head, but this time intentional, which mm-hmm. is just really ugly. Um, and then beyond that, there was like, yeah, all the fighting. There was the Dubois random shit that he was pulling with uh, wrestling Matthews for no reason. And then like, just like accidentally getting his knee into Joseph Wall's head a little bit. Um, How- how does Matthews get a penalty there? Yeah, that well? didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Matthews did his classic thing where he, whenever he gets wrestled, he just like does nothing and just tries to stay standing. And then he eventually yeah. gets thrown down and has like a stupid smirk on his face. Um, <laughs> this time he somehow got two minutes out of it, though. I don't understand that. <laughs> but like, um, what, and Keith like pulled like a Tortorella and just sent out like Clifford, uh, Simmons and I forget who I'm like camp I guess or something like that so like, oh no and like Nick Ritchie notorious so like, heavy notorious heavyweight David camp <laughs> yeah, right, yeah I was like oh, who's the last who's that last guy oh yeah like Nick Ritchie so like to like set the tone after and I'm like well okay thanks Sheldon way to yeah way to de-escalate the situation <laughs> yeah I yeah, mean like, like I'm not going to lie. Part of me was happy that he did that just because like, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like there needed to be some comeuppance, but not, not the way that Spezza did it. That was brutal. Yeah. I saw yeah. the replay of that and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. But, but that's the first highlight that I saw. So then I had to like rewind everything to figure out why this happened. And it does make sense, but Holy crap. Did he ever go over the line? Yeah. Yeah, catching a guy that low, just, like, need a head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I watch the Pionk replay, um, one thing I always look for, or I try to look for, that you don't really know, but you can kind of tell sometimes, is intent. And I felt like Pionk meant to hit Sandine, but, but what tells me that he didn't obviously mean to hurt him or, like, knee him is that he let his leg fly backwards when they hit. Like, he didn't... <laughs> He didn't maintain his momentum with his legs. Now, should he still be suspended? Yes, definitely. Should he have got a penalty from the ref in that game and would that have helped? Yep, definitely. But yeah, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, uh, <laughs> we'd all be we'd all be eating delicious candy right now. But um, yeah, instead we're having to swallow this atrocity of a of a game gone too far in the wrong direction. But, but I, yeah, I think you need to like start assessing like the refs like like you have like just like what we talked about with the playoffs last year about how they just don't call the rule book in the playoffs and like they just like try to game manage this like this is like poor game management like this is where you it would be helpful to call more penalties to like slow the game down and to like you know help like help the teams get through this instead of just like let's let it go and see if it like organically creates uh, you know, organically sorts itself out, which like it never clearly does. Yeah, that never happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I thought was, maybe, I I honestly don't remember the exact details, but just talking about like refs and accountability, um, I thought it was funny. I heard about Tim Peel just going on to Twitter basically right after some of these like really bad hits, like either it was the McDavid one or it was something from the Leafs Jets game, 
and just like giving his two cents. And I remember listening to it. And I'm like, you sound wrong again, Tim Peel, based on what he was saying. <laughs> and I'm just like, why, why are these, why is this disgraced ref trying to revive his career by giving horrible takes about hits and games right now? I don't understand. I, I don't know. I just, I don't like Tim Peel, I guess is what it comes down <laughs> to. So that's maybe my own bias playing into it. Um, I guess going to be the next Carrie Frazier, like make a broadcasting career out of being a ref. Yeah, but Kerry Frazier is at least like he, he's obviously have made some bad calls, but I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I can deal with Terry Frazier a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's even a bad take on my part. But yeah, it's, it's, there's just something and it sucks because like I, I know what's, how hard of a job it is to be an official watching and uh, like trying to figure out what's going on in a game that's moving that fast. It's got to be incredibly hard. Man, I find it hard. I did it a few years ago, refing 12-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so hard. Now it's a little different. It's like, did he just trip over his own feet? Or, But, but still, seriously, like, it's moving fast enough that you, yeah. So, guys, I, so I want to give them, time. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I want to be, like, less of an asshole towards them when they miss calls and stuff like that. Well, but really failing. But right I, now. But I feel like some of these are so blatant. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah, that one was a blatant one. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, the peon kit was just open ice. It was like there was no confusion about what he hit Sandine with. I just don't understand why he wasn't given a match yeah, penalty. There's two refs on the ice. Yeah. Like, I kind of wonder if it's like the refs have an unwritten rule where the ref in the, the zone where it happens gets the chance to make the first call or something, and the back ref may see it, but you know, leaves it up to the discretion of the front ref. I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it looks bad if like the back ref makes that call in front of the front ref. Yeah. Which shouldn't matter at all because there's just different lines of sight in the game and you're watching different things. So. And I think also officials are inherently conservative as most people in the world of hockey are, and they're more afraid of making a mistake that changes the game. Um, uh, a la the like, the Joe Pavelski mm-hmm. uh, hit the Cody Eakin hit on Joe Pavelski where they scored four goals in game seven against the golden Knights and the sharks won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the one thing that I think always a ref is like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to Cody Eakin in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they always play it safe and call a two minute minor when they're unsure rather than go for it and call a five minute major when it, even if they think it probably should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just, I don't know. I think they need to just do a bit of a better job um, having having some balls and calling the, the call that should be called on the ice. Um, yeah, it's easier for me. It's easy for me to say just as an observer of hockey watching it on TV, though. I, fully I mean, get that. Uh, I refed men's league just because I was becoming really mouthy towards the refs as a player. And I was like, I can do a better job than them. So I went out there and I, I feel like I did do a better job than some, but the reality is it's really, really hard to see everything all at once in a game that moves fast. If you're like watching the net to see the puck cross the line, you're going to miss the cross check in front of the net. So I have some sympathy for these refs. Like, you know, they can't see everything at the NHL, the speed of the NHL game, but um, at the same time, they have two refs and they're professionals and yeah, they need to get 
the the important calls right because as we saw the pionk hit um really changed how that game went afterwards yeah it got real but, ugly. but i think they have that new rule where if it's a major you can review it and then deem it a major after like you so could they call it a two-minute minor and then like review it to see if it was a major or yeah or like or during a commercial break they can like look through that replay and be like sandy's hurt like he he left the rink like so clearly something happened here so like let's look at it again and the game moves fast so like maybe we just missed it yeah and then you can retroactively call that penalty so if that's the case why are no refs doing that like i've never seen that enacted in a game that i've watched yeah i thought they did that in the jets game the the with cole like they gave they gave him a penalty. I don't know if you need to give him a penalty to start off with, but they gave him a penalty. They reviewed it. They're like, no, that's a knee. Sorry, you're out of here. Yeah, because hmm. like it's just weird that they like. I'm glad they did that, but it's weird that they yeah. haven't been doing that more because it feels like so many suspendable plays or plays that have resulted in suspensions. When you go back and look at the game, it was either no penalty or just a two minute minor, and yeah. it's always confusing to me. Like I'm pretty sure the Marchand slew foot on OEL was like no penalty in the game or it was like something minor, wasn't it? Like, I don't think he yeah. got tossed from the game. There's um, no, no call on that. Yeah. So it's just so confusing to me. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing about calling a major penalty that I find is cool for game management or like helping to make sure things don't escalate is that, you know, one team has a five minute power play where all their stars are on the ice trying to score goals. Like there's no time for retribution. You got to score a goal, mm-hmm. yeah. which is kind of cool. So it's neat that in the rules, there is a way to do that without escalating to insanity. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, hope that, I don't know, refs are hearing this from people who <laughs> seem to be angry everywhere, not just us. Listen that. up, Tim Peel. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass back on the ice and do a better job this time. <laughs> oh. Well, here comes my cat for some food. Um, so we're going to move along to just a very short update on the New Jersey, New Jersey, Jersey um, situation. <laughs> um, they have a mask mask. So Mackenzie Blackwood's new mask has the word mask painted on it. Um, yeah. Don't really have anything to add to that, but uh, just wanted to put it out there. I, I think I enjoy it. I'm it's happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good um uh it's adding to the hat hat joke um Wyatt do you have any thoughts on the mask mask <laughs> I, I it's, it's this way where they're embracing how awful it is and like I'm I'm down for that and if it's making fun of Martin Brodeur even better yeah like <laughs> there's more and more times of just like self-deprecation just like makes it a better joke yeah the 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 more they peel back the layers of self-awareness it's better and like also, they won three nothing tonight in their jersey jerseys while wearing the mask mask like Blackwood was wearing. <laughs> so maybe it's uh, good luck. I don't know. Stick with it. Maybe they should just start labeling everything that they use. Like just uh, <laughs> have a stick stick, a puck puck, like all of it. Pants pants. Pants pants. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving on. Um, Forbes has released its valuation list of all of the NHL franchises, going from one all the way down to thirty-two. So I thought it would be fun to try and take a look at the valuation list and maybe have you guys try and guess where each uh, NHL franchise falls on the list. So 
just give me a sec while I call it up. Oh, here we go. So I think we'll well we'll start from the bottom, um, Ella Drake, and we will go with number thirty-two. So Wyatt, who do you think is the least valuable franchise in the NHL right now? <laughs> the one that's getting locked out of their arena, <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes. That's right. I didn't even have that on the docket to talk about, but I'm glad you brought it up because that is freaking hilarious. Um, does this How do you like, get locked in the arena? Like, are they locked out this like? Like right now, or is it like next year? I think it might be. I I don't know, but it might be next year. That would be really funny if it was like right now. Like yeah, they just in. like locked it, and they're like, you can't get in, and they oh, just can't play. They have to cancel their home games. <laughs> or they have to play it at like a high school or university or something. Um, Scott, what do you think for thirty-two? Thirty-two. Uh, hmm. Well, if it's not Arizona. It would have to be Seattle because they just paid a fuckload of money to enter the league. So they must take that into account. But wouldn't that make them worth more? <laughs> How? They have like, Because a... they've they've proven that they're worth at least $650 because that's what they paid to enter the league, right? That's like if I tell you that, like, my shirt is worth $7,000 because you really <laughs> because want Because of the it. patterns on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so good. Have you seen um I think you should leave? Still not worth that. <laughs> Why you, you've seen I think you should leave, right? Uh, Dan flashes. Dan flashes, yeah. <laughs> the shirt is at, worth at least five hundred dollars. Look at all these patterns on it. <laughs> at the was it the, the shops at the mall? So yeah, the answer for 32 is Arizona Coyotes. No surprise there. They are worth somehow four hundred million dollars. Yeah, I have, a, I have an update. So the Arizona Coyotes could be locked out of their arena later this month in December <laughs> if the bills aren't paid. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, because they haven't been paying their bills for a while. Yeah, it says Katie Strang of the Athletics. So, oh, like, that's I love Katie Strang. She just, like, digs up all the dirt on the team. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like this $400 million evaluation might be a tad high right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we'll move on to number 31. Um, I'll I'll give you guys a hint. They're a little surprising. Why did you want to add some more detail to the Arizona Coyotes story as it's breaking? So so today today is December 8th. They have to pay $250,000 by December 20th. That's all. So they they have 10 days to to pay a quarter of a million dollars. Which should not be hard for, like, I assume billionaires who own the team. Which is amazing. So yeah, they could be locked out come Christmas time. That's like Eugene Melnick to the extreme level of like <laughs> petty cheapness. <laughs> that's a that's an amazing story, and that I hopefully I hopefully they get they get like locked out. That'd be great. Yeah, I I hope to see that too. Um, so number thirty one is a bit of a surprise in some ways. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Scott, do you have a guess? Oh, a bit of a surprise. Well, I'm going to just pretend you didn't say that, and I'm going to say Buffalo. What? Uh, I think it is Carolina. It's a good guess, both of you, but the answer is actually the Florida Panthers. Ooh. 31st. The reason I guess I said it was a bit of a surprise is they've been a good team for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. But they are still the Florida Panthers. They do still probably only get like ten thousand people <laughs> per game. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so they're worth four hundred and fifty million. 
Um, so a good 50 million higher than Arizona. We'll move on to number 30. Uh, Wyatt, you can guess first on this one. Ottawa Senators. Scott? I would have to agree. <laughs> you guys are close, but it's the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, wow. what? That's yeah. surprising. So the Columbus Blue Jackets come in at 475 million. Um, I guess all those tiny playoff <laughs> rounds, <laughs> those short playoff rounds they were able to play under Torts didn't move the ledger enough in the right direction. Um, like the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we've had Arizona, Florida, Columbus so far. So number 29, um, Scott, I'll let you guess first. Uh, 29. Have I said them already? Yes. Buffalo. Wyatt, who do you think? <laughs> Ottawa. It's Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> ah. This is... This is sad. This is a team that plays in a pretty good hockey market, I think, in Buffalo. But obviously, this team has been so, so bad for so long that it's not entirely surprising that they rank 29th. They're worth $500 million. Isn't Buffalo considered a small market? Or they're, a small, they're a small market, but I think the metro population is still like close to $2 million or something. So it's uh, not terribly sized, but pretty small. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll move on to number 28. Um, Wyatt, I'll let you go first on this one. Who do you think it is? Have I said it before? Yes. <laughs> oh, um, Ottawa. Scott, what do you think? <laughs> Carolina. It's Ottawa. Despite being in Canada's capital, the capital of the country of hockey, Eugene Melnick has dragged the Ottawa centers down to <laughs> record levels of futility, and they are now 28th in the league in terms of value at $525 million, which but he makes, he makes I feel, like, I feel like if they cur- if they still have the arena in Canada where it is, they shouldn't even be worth that much. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to 27. Scott, you can go first. Um, man, it's getting harder. Uh, geez. Oh, the Canucks just scored. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Who scored? Um, Miller, looks like, or maybe Besser deflected it. Oh, they better trade Jet Miller. Oh, yeah, Besser got a piece. Um. um so yeah. It's either, yeah, let's go with Carolina again. Wyatt? Uh, Anaheim? It is Carolina. I feel like I should have been keeping score of this to see who gets the most correct. Maybe we should start doing that from here on out between you two to see who okay. wins. Well, you got to go, you know, retroactively then. we got to yeah. figure this out. So I think Wyatt had Arizona. <laughs> yep. That's one nothing. Neither of you got Florida or Columbus. Um. Was it Scott that got Buffalo? Yeah. I think. So we'll say it's 1-1 there. I got um, Ottawa. You got Ottawa. So 2-1, two, 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Right. So, yeah, Carolina, despite being s- seemingly a good hockey market based on their, like, I don't know, just the the, the crowd interaction, the winning team, um, people going crazy for the bunch of jerks and all the random social media crap <laughs> that they pull, uh, they're only 27 to 550 million. 
So we'll move on to 26 and uh, Scott, I'll let you go first. I think I got to go first last oh, time. Okay. So in sure, the effort sure. of fairness, let's let Wyatt go first. Hmm. 26. Let's see. Um, have I said, uh, this must be new teams then, eh? I haven't said, we haven't said them before. We have not said any of the, well, like Vegas or Seattle. Oh, are you giving me an f- option now? Like 50, No, 50, you, you just said we had new teams, <laughs> and I assumed you meant Vegas or Seattle, oh, okay. so I said uh, that. I will say – I'll say the Ducks. Scott? New Jersey? Those are both really good picks that I would have thinking I would have said if I did not see the list <laughs> in front of me, but it is actually Wyatt's Winnipeg Jets. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Small market. Small market. I mean, obviously a hockey market, but there's only so much you can do in a city that's less than 1 million people. I hate Winnipeg. (laughs) Such a good story. Oh, man. Um, Tracked all the free agents here. (laughs) All the Ilya Brzgalovs of the world. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Winnipeg is valued at 575 million. So we'll move on to number 25. So I think it's Scott's turn. Okay. I mean, I keep wanting to say the same thing I've said in the previous one that's wrong because I know it's got to be close. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna branch out and say Nashville. Wyatt, Ooh. what do you think? Um, I will say New Jersey. Put Scotty on the board. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nashville is 25, despite that run to the cup final, which seems like only a few years ago, but I guess it's probably like five years ago. um, They're only valued at 600 million. So yeah, that's a little surprising to me based on how popular they seem to be for a little while there, but I guess they've been pretty boring lately. Um, And Nashville is not a huge market too. So that's the reason there. I would love to go to Nashville to watch a game. Oh, it'd be so much fun and get some like spicy chicken and (laughs) And drink beer off of a fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, it's like downtown, right? They're in, like in the heart of downtown. I think so. It used to be in the Gaylord Center. I don't know what it's called now, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a catchy name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Wyatt, I think you get to go first now. Um, Scott is leading three to two. So for number 24, who do you have? Not a big market, but it, like the Ducks has to be the Ducks. Uh, the Islanders. You can put it on the board for Wyatt. Twenty fourth, the Anaheim Ducks, six hundred and twenty mil. I'm shocked they're that high. Even I would have pegged them to be lower. Um, to loan them. Oh man. I guess Disney owning them and making random things out of Mighty Ducks and Ducks has elevated their their franchise worth probably um so yeah 620 mil for the ducks at 24th tied 3-3 so move on to 23rd um so i think Wyatt goes first this time yeah i've (laughs) track. i went first last time okay so scott goes first okay it's gotta be new jersey yeah i'm gonna go uh i just uh, i don't want to go new jersey because that's boring um I'm going to go off the board and pick 
the Sharks. Ooh, Wyatt, you are correct. Holy Jesus. San Jose Sharks, you got to run a two going. Okay, that's shocking. They've had a good team for so long. Yeah, and they've got a sweet logo. They got a good fan they're, base. They're like... in the San Francisco metro area, which is like a huge population. But they are 23rd at 625 mil, only 5 mil more than Anaheim. Oh, so you're saying it's like a statistical error. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) And let me just look over this quickly. I think they might – oh, never mind. How much are they worth? I was 625 million. I was going to say they're the team whose value has increased the least over one year, but that is not true. There is another team that has increased less than them. Um, They're the second least, though. So they are 23rd, Wyatt leads 4-3, to three, number 22, um, Wyatt, you're on the clock. Uh, New Jersey. Uh, Islanders. Somehow it is the Colorado Avalanche. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Surprises me. I guess Denver is a smaller market, but like this team has been really good the last few years. They have a history of cup winners not too long ago. Um, yeah, I'm surprised, but they're only worth 630 million apparently. Hmm. Okay. So still four, three for Wyatt. Um, Scott, do you go first this time? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Do you remember Wyatt? Yeah. You go first. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to branch out a bit because that served me well last time and say Calgary. Wyatt? Um, I would say uh, the Penguins? So the Penguins recently sold for around 900 million. So they're, that's, that should give you a clue. Are you um, saying? So Hang it's on. not the oh. Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm close. We didn't right? just jump from 630 <laughs> to 900 million. <laughs> well, we could have. We could have, but we only jumped 10 million to 640 to the St. Louis Blues. Oh, actually, gonna... which is shocking <laughs> because they are again what I thought was a decent hockey market. They just won the cup in 2019. Been around for been around years. for a long time. Had that crazy playoff streak. Um, you think they would have had consistent? fans and a decent value on the team but i guess not so yeah still four three for wyatt so why you go first this time for number 20 hmm i would say new jersey <laughs> i'm just gonna keep <laughs> saying new jersey i don't blame them that's the one that keeps coming to mind for me too yeah okay i'm gonna keep saying the islanders Okay, believe it or not, it is the two-time Stanley Cup winning Tampa Bay Lightning. What? Yeah. <laughs> Worth $650 million, apparently. What a this bargain. Bullshit. Who's <laughs> Forbes anyway? Yeah. Who is this Forbes? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. That seems wrong. But I guess hockey in Florida had to start at such a low bar <laughs> that it's just like barely gotten there. I want to see the attendance records side by side with the franchise work. Yeah. Wow weird it is weird all right so still four three for wyatt going on to number 19 um scott you go first i think fuck it jersey (laughs) (laughs) Wyatt. um detroit 
Well, I forgot gonna, about that. This is gonna sound real. This sounds insane to me, but it's the Minnesota Wild. What? Yeah, the state of hockey <laughs> apparently has the 19th ranked team, and I know they've had some like pretty boring teams, but they're more exciting now. And I thought yeah. that that fan base was like fervent. Like I thought they were just like all about their hockey. I guess they go by market size too. Like they yeah. have to. But Minneapolis has a like metro population is like three and a half million i'm pretty sure like how the fuck do you know that i just know (laughs) random i've done a lot of sparkle quizzes on u.s city sizes and metro population sizes um that's an estimate though i'm not sure if that's actually right you can you can verify if you want (laughs) minneapolis st paul population is oh you're right 3.65 million (laughs) yes that's crazy (laughs) All right, so because of all of that, I've forgotten who just went first. Um, I went first. Okay, I chose so, Jersey. <laughs> right, so Wyatt, you go first for number 18. Jersey I, is available. <laughs> I feel like it's now just like uh, just guess the guess whatever you want. So yeah. I don't know, fuck drag, gonna... Dragon teams you don't like just by saying that they suck and guessing yeah. that. The Capitals? Right, Scott, what do you think? The goddamn Calgary Flames. I hate the Flames. Scott, you are correct. Yes! <laughs> the spite pick comes through. Oh. So the Calgary Flames are 18th at 680 million. Probably because they have an arena that's like decrepit. Yeah. And... The Olympic Stadium of uh, hockey arenas, basically. And that's a shout out to uh, Montreal Expos fans if you're out there. <laughs> um, all right. So, number 17, uh, Scott, you go first. And it's tied 4-4. Mask. So, Jersey? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wyatt? Uh, You should have said team. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, oh, my God. I would go with um, Dallas? This is surprising again to me, but the Vegas Golden Knights are listed as 17. What? Yeah, what? I would have thought they were like 10th or something. Worth how much? 710 million. And they paid what to join 500? the 500? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Seattle paid what? 650? 650. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Seattle paid 650. Vegas paid 500 million, what, four or five years ago. And there are, they're up to 710. So if you think about value appreciating, Mm-hmm. think about right. we're at 710 now for 17 million i'm just saying seattle's probably coming up soon <laughs> but we all know the jersey is still available so. <laughs> i don't know how they're worth so much this yeah. is bullshit i think it's just because they're there greater arena? new york area is yeah what... but it's sinking into a swamp yeah lou <laughs> lamorello bunch... was their gm for a long time you hate lou how do, are they worth it i do hate lou and everything i say matters financially so <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we are still at 4-4. Um, I think it is Wyatt's turn first for number 16. What was the number last time? 710 million. <laughs> okay. uh, the Canucks. Scott? Fuck you, Wyatt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... 
the New York Islanders. <laughs> again. <laughs> so you neither of you are correct. It is the Dallas Stars at 720 million. What? That's a massive city. It's a massive city, but it's in Texas where no one cares about hockey. Oh. So that is why I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Scott goes first for number 15. And oh yeah, so Dallas is worth 720 million. Okay. Number 15. Yeah. Oh, this is getting hard. Yeah. It's like a crapshoot. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, just, believe... I'm just like impressed you guys haven't guessed a team that was already called in the previous like 17 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. Vancouver. It's got to be Vancouver. Okay. Wyatt? <laughs> um, I would say the Capitals. You are both fools. It is the New Jersey Devils. God damn it. <laughs> no way. You missed your opportunity. <laughs> At a whopping $775 million, the New really? Jersey Devils are 15th in the league. That They're is, still tied. That, does, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. They should be worth like similar to Buffalo Sabres levels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? um, yeah, weird. So, um, why you go first for number fourteen? The New York Islanders. Scott, you bastard. <laughs> um, oh shit! <laughs> the Washington Capitals. You are not right, either of you. It is the Vancouver Canucks at four. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so they are worth $825 million. They are the team that has increased the least from last year <laughs> in terms of value. Jim, <laughs> Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo. They still increased 14% in value, apparently. But wow. I think that's just because the teams were all suffering real bad during the like height of the pandemic. Um, so, yeah. We have the Vancouver Canucks at 14, still tied 4-4. Scott, you go first for number 13. Seattle. Wyatt? Mm, um, I think the... Who would it be? What was the last number? Um, 825 mil. Philadelphia Flyers. It is the Seattle Kraken. Oh, yeah. Did you see my phone? Or... No, I did, were, like, <laughs> I did the math. I did the maths. You were celebrating Just... before I said it. Yeah, so they're worth $875 million, apparently, despite their wow. garbage expansion draft and team and current record. They um, did pay that like two years ago. So <laughs> I guess technically, yeah, they did. <laughs> So yeah, they have a brand new arena. Due to nothing but inflation, (laughs) the Seattle Kraken are valued at eight hundred seventy-five million dollars right now. So they they are thirteenth. Scott is up five-four. Yeah. So Wyatt, you go first for number twelve. Oh man, Um, has to be Washington. Scott, that's a good guess. The Islanders. <laughs> you guys are both fools. You forgot about the clue I gave you earlier. 
The Pittsburgh Penguins are at 12th. Uh, I gave you the clue that they sold for 900 million approximately. And we were just at 875. Well, val- we're increasing by a lot more now. Yeah. So their value is 900 million. All right. Well, that's another, another big jump. All right. So Scott, you go first for number 11. Okay. Number 11. Just because Wyatt keeps choosing them, the Washington Capitals. <laughs> Wyatt, he's uh, sweating. <laughs> His capitals are off the board. I think it. Billy, Scott, you are correct. Woo! Um, you, was, you took you took the capitals away from Wyatt and reaped all of the benefits. Uh, <laughs> so you're up six to four. Um, How so, the, the Islander have the Islanders been called yet? Nope. That's so the, crazy. The Washington Capitals are worth nine hundred and thirty million. So right. Wyatt, you get to go first this time. What New York Islanders, number ten. New York, New York Islanders. Scott. Lock it in, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the team that has been called since like twenty fifth. <laughs> uh, the top ten. Shit. The Edmonton Oilers. Wyatt, congratulations! You did it again. The New York yes. Islanders. With your spite pick of the, the t- taken away from Scott after he took the Capitals away Damn from you, it. they come yeah. in in the tenth with worth nine hundred and fifty million. Really? Yeah, apparently that makes no sense. Just they like are- it makes no sense that the Oilers are worth however much they're going to be. Yeah, worth. yeah. All right, number nine, Scott, you get to we, go first. It is six five the, for Scott. Are we getting into the billions now? I'll never tell until we oh my get goodness. into the billions. <laughs> oh. I wonder how much of a hit Chicago took. (laughs) Probably not enough. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. It's always never enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's got to be. What were we at? What was the total? We're at 950 last time. I don't know. Philadelphia. Okay. Wyatt. Hmm. Um, I would say the red Detroit Red Wings. Wyatt, you got it. Detroit is number nine at 990 million. Nice one. I forgot about them. Yeah. So we're tied at six. Yeah. And why it's going first for number eight. Uh, I'll be nice to you. I will tell you that we crossed the billion threshold for number eight. All right. I'm just going through these divisions and seeing which teams are still left. Yeah, Uh, me too. Because I have, yeah. (laughs) Just pick teams at random now that you know we're still alive. Yeah. I would say... Sorry, I just wanted to mention while you're perusing, the New York Islanders increased over one year 83% in value. Wow. Insane. Did they just get a new arena? They got a new arena. I think that's why. Yeah. So that's Uh, wild. Yeah. I'll do do LA. 
Scott? Edmonton. Wyatt, you've done it again. You rat bastard. Yes. That's three straight. Oh, so you're man. up seven to six. LA is worth 1.03 billion. What? Wow. Yeah. They're so bad. <laughs> All right. So, Scott, you have first pick for number seven. Still, still the Staples Center? They're still playing in like hockey. It's, there, it's, but... it's called the Crypto.com Center now. What? Yeah, it got renamed. Wow. <laughs> and they play basketball and hockey there, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. How they haven't rank yet? Quit stalling. Wait, is it me? It's not yeah. me. <laughs> no, no, Scott picked uh, the Oilers very quickly. Oh, I picked the Oilers. Ooh. Uh, I'm going. Going Blackhawks. Scott, you're on the board again. Yes. The Edmonton Oilers are worth $1.1 billion. That makes zero sense. Yeah, for a city that's like barely over a million population. (laughs) What is the effect of Connor McDavid on that? Like, So apparently, and I, I, I prematurely celebrated the New York Islanders year over year valuation raise because the Edmonton Oilers have increased by 100%. From last wow. year. What? How? I don't know. I don't. Oh, I, I guess Connor McDavid having a season for the ages. I don't know. Because they got swept in the first round of the Jets. Like they didn't have a great playoffs. I feel like I've no. seen this list in the past and they were like down there with Calgary. Yeah. Which just, maybe makes sense with the math you just said, but like. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They increased 100%. That seems like a calculation error. But anyway, they're seventh. Scott gets the points. So we're tied 7 7. Wyatt is going for number six on the board. Hmm. Number six, eh? Um, we said Pittsburgh, didn't we? Yep. Okay. I feel like we're going to start saying the same teams again because. <laughs> um, Uh, if we were more block- professional, I would have like printed out copies for you guys and or sent one over, and we could cross them out as we got, went along. But uh, Chicago, Scott, Los Angeles. We already said Los Angeles. I'll, give you, I'll give you a do. I'll give you a do over because Wyatt did ask if we'd said yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll take it. I'll take one mulligan. Mm-hmm. It, choose the Jets. <laughs> 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 uh, I know they beat Edmonton. They have to be worth more than them. <laughs> I'm starting to forget who was said too. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I don't even remember okay, who. So after after this one, I'll give you guys. I'll tell you who the top five teams are, just not in order. Wait, this is the clinching round. No, I just I just want to tell you so that we can remember. Do you want me to do that to no, remind no, no, you, or okay. do you want to keep? Okay, going I'll right take now. Philadelphia. You are correct, Scott. Yes! (laughs) I forgot about Philadelphia. Jets! Ah. You're worth $1.2 billion. What? Scott has taken an 8-7 to lead. Yeah! Going down the home stretch into the final five. I'm going to mix up the order of whatever the order is. Um, Maybe I won't. That's too confusing. I'll just let you guys continue doing it the way you are, because I feel like I would give something away (laughs) trying to mix it up weirdly. I think you would, too. Yeah. Um, the line is worth 1.7 billion dollars. <laughs> Hiring Len Vigneault was worth 1.4. Uh, what what number are we at? Uh, number five. So Scott, you're leading uh, us off for number five. Am I? Yeah. 
Maybe we should just go division by division, and I can tell you which okay, team is I know left. Who's left now. Okay, okay. Um, it's between uh, Chicago. Why? Uh, uh, mm, uh, I was gonna pick Chicago. Yeah, you but... picked them three rounds in a row. I'm going to go with uh, the the Bruins. Wyatt, you are correct. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're tied at eights. The Bruins are worth 1.3 billion. Wow. Yeah. So Wyatt, you get to go first this time for fourth. And I feel like it's getting pretty, pretty slim picking. So it's pretty, I think it's, I think it mostly makes sense how to pick teams at this point. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. No, but like, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say that. it's, it's still confusing. Oh man. Every time the Blackhawks don't get picked, I get more and more depressed because of how successful, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping it stops now. It's Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Montreal, it's Chicago. God yeah. damn it. So, Wyatt, you're up nine to eight. <laughs> well, the good news for Scott is he gets first pick this round, Are they, wait, but the bad oh. news for Scott is he gets second pick, <laughs> the penultimate round. <laughs> so, okay. wait, is, what, what number was that for Chicago? Um, they are worth 1.4 billion, and out they're of fourth, fourth with yeah. the scandal, yeah. like. <laughs> Apparently um, that doesn't affect anything. No, their value <laughs> increased 29% from last year. <laughs> the worst. Oh my god. Um, so Scott, you're picking for third. Okay, Montreal. Uh, <laughs> Toronto. Scott, you're correct. It's yeah. Montreal. <laughs> so they're worth 1.6 billion. We have a 9-9 tie. <laughs> Wyatt, you pick first for second. Toronto. I mean, we already I know guess. who I guess we already know who's first, right? So <laughs> So yeah, it's Toronto. They are valued at 1.8 billion. And so Wyatt takes it with a 9-8 score, I believe. Um 10-9. 10-9, sorry. 10-9. And Scott, well played. Good try. Um, you had a good run. Here's a participation ribbon. Here's a participation ribbon. <laughs> Enjoy being a Canucks fan. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. got it. <laughs> well, at least they're winning still. It's one nothing in the third. Bruce Boudreaux is apparently a really good defensive coach. Who knew? Really? Yeah. <laughs> or Thatcher Demko is just standing on his head. Actually, it looks like Boston only has 17 shots so far. But it looks like Vancouver only has 16. So Bruce Boudreaux <laughs> learned how to play the trap in Minnesota, basically. <laughs> Oh, boring. Everyone's <laughs> missing the net. Yeah. Uh, that sounds more like Canucks hockey <laughs> and Bruins <laughs> these days, to be honest. Because basically when they don't have that top line on, they're so boring. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll wrap it up there. Um, thanks for joining me on this one, guys. It was a pleasure having you. Um, really enjoyed that last little game yeah. we played. That was fun. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stay happy, stay healthy, Wyatt. Um, I guess I'll go with my send-off line that I used last week. Keep watching the skis. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
I'll see you, buddy. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye, Wyatt. And Bye. Scott, even though you're here sitting next to me, still, thank you for joining. Get the um, fuck out of my house. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can continue hanging out for a bit after this if you want, or you can leave. It's up to you. You're your own man. Oh, thank you. <laughs>